2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
0: The Around the NFL podcast is the most interesting team in the NFC.
3: <laughs> from the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. Dan Hans is here. Got some heroes with me. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. All right, I'm looking at it. Looking at it, odds from a certain sports book as we hit week 11. Let's let's tick through some things, some futures here, okay?
4: Mm. Oh, I, actually, Roger Goodell has just entered <laughs> the room, he's holding a machete. <laughs> it's
3: weird, not even like uh, an underling, it's Rog himself. Yeah, he's here. Yes, Mr. Goodell, uh, bear with me. Um, I think we're allowed to talk about this, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have entire programs built. That's what I I thought. Just
5: ask for forgiveness later on these topics, I say. All right.
3: The favorite to win Super Bowl 54, 56. It's getting a little tricky with these Roman numerals now that we're in the 2020s. Might want to circle back on that. Okay, go ahead. Wait, I have to guess
4: who's who's the the favorite favorite to win the Super Bowl? Well, I bet the odds are all very long. So favorite, uh, but who has the best odds I would guess the Bucks.
3: Bills plus 550.
4: Oh, that makes so much sense because they're in the AFC and they're the clear favorite.
3: All right, how about the MVP? I can't remember a, a more wide-open MVP race. We talked about it on the uh, on the Around the NFL broadcast, which you could check out Saturdays on NFL Network. I, I went out on a limb, not really, uh, when we got to our two minutes on the Bucks and said, hey, oh, Tom Brady's going to win MVP. And then he stinks out the joint. Well, not really, but his team did. Uh, and he took a step back. So the leader for the Associated Press MVP award, Mark, is? I would go with Dak Prescott. He is second at plus 700. Well, shoot me in the head. Uh, I will not do that. Josh Allen, plus 200, the leader after plus the 200. I, I don't buy that at all. Jets. That's so strange to me. Josh well, Allen, open.
4: I don't think. Has he looked like
5: he should be number one in that category? I, don't, I think
4: he's on the borderline of a top five quarterback this year. I would probably put him sixth. So that does not make sense to me. Their I, offense is significantly worse. I think he could get there, though. There's like six or seven. Here's your
3: I long shot done. here on on this uh, particular wager, if you were to do it, and it's not us. Pat Mahomes at plus 2,500. It's wide open, and maybe he gets hot and goes off. All right, let's see. What's Kyler at there?
5: I Come like on. Kyler is a, as a – I'd put
3: some – Green backs down on that, I know he's missed a although I'm not games, allowed to. People,
4: in the end, don't Thank care about missing games. If he comes back and is on fire down the stretch, I bet he
3: wins. Kyler's at plus 1,400. Ooh, I so like that. It's Allen, Brady, Dak, Stafford, Lamar, Rogers, Murray. Okay. Mm. A couple more. This is fun. AP. Now, everybody's always, why are you saying AP? Because the NFL, and this will be changed, I think, soon, at some point. Uh, it's the Associated Press's award. They give out the award. It doesn't come from the NFL itself. Uh, the Associated Press Offensive Rookie of the Year, as you might expect, heavy favorite is Jamar Chase. But what's uh, what's my guy, Mac Jones? Excuse right me, now? I should take I take that back. Jamar was the heavy favorite. Now Mac is right behind him, plus one ten to one twenty. I like
5: a nice butt smack once in
3: a while. <laughs> oh, really? Mark. Okay. That's uh defensive rookie of the year, Michael Parsons a heavy favorite at minus one sixty with Patrick Surtain the second behind him. Comeback player of the year, that is even that. minus one sixty seems like not
4: a lot of juice to give up when there is no one else in the field. You're basically just betting that Michael Parsons stays healthy. There's no chance he does not win that award. Greg likes that healthy. action. I like that.
3: He likes that one. That's his lock. Uh, Dak's gonna win comeback player of the year according to the odds. Coach of the year. This is a good one. This is very close between uh, three coaches. Okay, I
5: uh, would go um, Cliff Kingsbury. I don't. He's not my coach one. of the year, but that's one of the. People I think he's would be third
4: high. on game day. we we talk coach of the years, and I love me some Matt Lafleur. A week ago at plus fourteen hundred, that seems crazy to me.
3: Give me some Lafleur. Hopefully he's moved up a little. He is now plus twelve hundred, okay. which puts him at sixth. Uh, Mike McCarthy sixth. at, sixth. at plus five hundred, and it, just ahead of the field, Mike Frable at plus four fifty.
5: Well, that the process for coach of the year is is a muddled um, narrative driven mess. Here here's what I'm saying if. The well, that's how Stefanski got it last year. He earned it. That was a, that was an aberration <laughs> from what it typically is. If the season ended today,
4: I'm giving it to Matt Lafleur. Maybe I'm maybe I'm out of step with. But that's uh, not how it works, voters.
5: though, right? I agree. With, I hear what you're saying, but like it
3: seems. Right, like but it's I'm gonna saying be... I
5: think he, they could get a
4: one seed, and they've overcome a lot. To me, they've had a great. Wait, but great he's job. the guy that
3: has Aaron Rodgers, Mike Vrabel. Look at he's been able to do with this team okay. that everybody kind of okay. was counting well, out. Right. is counting. Okay, where is right Peyton now? Anywhere maybe it's in there? Vrabel. Fair enough. Sean Payton is not in, he,
5: and he will not be recognized for this. But he's been a coach of the year
3: type coach. He's a great coach, Mark. Uh, P- Offensive player <laughs> of the year, Gr- Greg. Dismissive. Cover ears, Cooper Cup. Uh, Defensive player of the year, Marky. I think it would be Miles Garrett. I-, I don't think there's... It is. Plus 275.
5: I like a nice butt smack.
4: But that's, that's still a long fair long shot. Plus Plus two, Like, you know, for context, right plus 275 would be like, my guess is like Washington's chances to beat the Bucks last week. It's still fairly long. That's fairly long odds there. Uh,
3: I don't like this one because he's been... Hot and cold in reality, but Trayvon Diggs at plus three hundred, T.J. Watt at plus five hundred, Aaron Donald at plus. If T.J.
4: Watt was healthy, he would be my pick right now and long term, but we don't know how long he's over Garrett. Anyway, he would be. Hmm. That's what. they're But what about
5: assistant coach of the year? The Why have you uh, buried that do they, category? Do they bet on that? I don't know. I, I'm not. Why has the desert buried that? I remember one
4: year, Art of got you know,
5: a
3: couple of them. No, it's very it's pure. It's, a, it's,
5: it's new. It's a newer uh, award. It's very pure.
3: Uh, this is the Tuesday edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We will be re uh, previewing uh, the first game of Week 11. That is Falcons at Patriots.
4: No, it's in Atlanta. Oh, in
3: Atlanta. Okay, so that makes it a little more interesting. We'll get into that game. Uh, also. Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute, but we will be checking in on some butts. Mark has already mentioned butts multiple times on the show uh, in the first five minutes. Uh, the hot putt, the hot butt check-in is happening today. First time back in the middle of August, we did a preseason version. Now we're gonna see uh, where we're at now and also look back at our predictions. Once upon a day, and
5: that is a Mark bot. I didn't, I didn't make those comments. They were made at another time, and now but they're did being. Did you
3: make those comments at another time? Well,
5: I can't deny that. Well,
4: it's not uh, a bot What's the then? difference? It's just a record, a record of your voice, just like. Well, I like a
5: nice butt smack once in a while.
3: <laughs> my body, my business. Absolutely, I respect your bod, Mark. Let's start today's show, however, with closing the door on week ten Monday Night Football.
0: Three right, Garoppolo back on fourth down, throws over the middle, it's caught by Debo again, breaks a tackle, he's going to run in the end zone for a touchdown, what a night by Debo Samuel,
6: on Monday Night Football, touchdown San Francisco.
3: Who is it, Ricky, who's the call? Greg Papa with the call. And what a call it was by Kyle Shanahan. Pulls the trigger on a fourth down pass from Jimmy G to Debo Samuel, who's all world. He took it to the house. It was the clinching score in a 31 to 10. 49ers victory over the Rams. And Greg would be... When we, when we were setting up, when we were teeing up this game late last week, I had made the comment that I thought this was such a big game in Kyle Shanahan's uh, career. Only because, not because I thought he was really, his butt was scorching hot, and we're going to get to that in a little bit, but because the scrutiny had never been higher, and if the Rams came to San Francisco and just lit up the Niners, not only would the Niners be dead and buried pretty much in the, in the playoff race, it would just be uh, such a bad look for a division rival to come in and do that to you. But instead it gets turned on its ear and it's completely the other direction. And I thought not only was this reaffirming that Kyle Shannon, Shanahan is a great offensive coach and, and a great guy to have leading the charge for the Niners. It also completely shifts and resets the NFC playoff picture for me, at mm. least in the wildcard area.
4: Yeah. Cause you get, if you're a 49ers team, you come out of this game feeling good, going to the Jaguars next week, hope to get to 5-5. Five and five. They are a frisky 6- uh, or 7-seed candidate. And it's just a reminder, A, matchups matter, and B, players matter. Like They've won this matchup five times in a row, and I remember the first one when we were in London watching the game on a screen from the Hot Toddy, and those big... Big 49ers defensive lineman and their big offensive linemen just threw the Rams around all game. And that was coming off the Rams Super Bowl year. And it was like, oh, wow, this 49ers team might be legit. They end up going to the Super Bowl. And this matchup has played out so similarly uh, over the years. Not only did the 49ers line do a good job uh, on defense messing with Matthew Stafford. It's more about the offensive players. It's more Trent Williams, one of the best left tackles in the league, is back. Debo Samuel is is beasting on these third-down contested catches. But, oh, by the way, so is Brandon Ayuk, so is George Kittle. Uh, On defense, they get back Kawan Williams, who did a great job all night uh, on the Rams. uh, Who was it? On Cooper Cup some of the night. They're healthier with Jimmy Ward back much of the night. Like, the 49ers have had a lot of injuries this year, and they had the game plan in this game to just get everyone to write the Rams are soft articles, Mm -hmm. which if you're a division rival, you are loving today with, like, Kyle Brant and everyone just being like, this team, you push them around a little bit, and they cave, and they have nothing else they can say to them. The...
5: These national games uh, create these. You know, I think if 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 everyone who loved football was able to watch all these games at night together, we would be our knowledge as a fan ba- as an overall like football collective fan base, would be double, tripled, quadrupled because you're just in you're buried in in depth in a game like this, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, it's not really a, a negative. Take on the Rams when I say that. It's my kind of football game. The way that the Niners came out and on their first drive, they eat up 11 minutes. They have an eight minute drive later in the game, a six minute drive. That's 25 minutes. They dominated the time of the possession. They wore out the LA defense. And I, I would fight back against the notion that really any NFL team is fundamentally soft. Um, But it reminds me of how those old Jeff Fisher Rams teams, which were typically underwhelming in every possible way, would go beat up Seattle. That it, it it was they they had their they had something about the matchup they were able to do it to Russell Wilson Seahawks and to that defense as well and I I look at this game and it just leaves me wondering who are the Rams they cannot necessarily survive in a tough NFC if you're going to get the Stafford turnovers combined with getting beat up they were the way they were last night it's fair to ask if they're physical enough um, but I look at this team and I think they'll get out of it but you can't have Stafford you can't you can't get into trouble the way he did the last evening
3: I, and i'll i'll kind of push back a little bit in that the fact that these last two rams games were island games primetime games everybody watching it and it caught them at a time when they're not playing very well people are just going to kind of go nuts and and build these type of narratives, and I, I don't buy it. I think they got Ram- smoked though three they times.
4: Did, hey, They've lost three times this year, and they got smoked. I all get three. it. That's that's I noteworthy.
3: Get it, but also noteworthy is like a a greater above the treetops viewpoint of the NFL where we are right now. Andy Reid came out and said it um, yesterday uh, that the parody in the league is out of control right now, and it's it's. I don't see a big difference between a lot of these teams so because there's no big difference I don't see a lot of these games aren't really upsets even though it's felt like oh yeah the Rams should take care of business what is the real difference ultimately between the Niners and the Rams and San Francisco had played so poorly at home in fact this was their first win at Levi Stadium in 393 days Uh, it should be noted that they didn't play there during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 but they'd been so bad at home so I think I take out of this game more like, okay, the 49ers at 4-5 and five are cooking now and have a chance to get hot uh, with Jimmy G playing much better in recent weeks with with George Kittle back, with Debo Samuel going off, with Brandon Ayuk looking better, and the defense uh, looking better. Where, whereas the Rams, I, let's check back in a couple of weeks, and I would be surprised if we're still talking about Rams I'm with you, but it, the Rams. It's are. a bad matchup for them that they're going to have to
4: play again. And who knows? You might play in the playoffs again and it's a certain style which I think Tennessee has too I mean these are maybe the two biggest teams just physically in the NFL and they had their way with the Rams and so if you come up against one of those types of teams it's like this strange you know matchup circle that keeps happening in the NFC West the Rams own the Seahawks Uh, The Seahawks own the 49ers. The 49ers own the Rams. And now the Cardinals get in the mix and they have their own issue too. But that little circle with these same coaches has been going on for years now. And I think it's a problem. I think the Von Miller trade told me on some level, what they felt about their defense, I think that it wasn't necessarily a bad trade, but I think it was a, a trade for a team that wasn't just like adding pieces, but felt like they needed it. And I think, at least in this game, you can see, I don't see buy why. That
3: though, they're a team that's trying to get better. That has they a gave Super up a Bowl second window. and third
4: round pick for like a plus starter. To me, yeah. that says like they they weren't confident in their defense. They wanted to get now. better.
3: Yeah, they wanted to win the Super Bowl this year. They still do. And I'll leave it to other talking head morning shows to go crazy about. Odell and Vaughn being quiet in the first games. Let's give that a little time to marinate. Um, but at the same time, like the pressure is on here. And I and, and I think you need to get this straightened out and get the season back on the right track. Uh, I, I'm confident they will, though. I think but the Rams are going to be okay. Here.
5: You said that you were pushing back on what I mentioned before, but I think we're in the same camp. I think what I find frustrating, though, is that as analysts slash fans, like we are stuck weekly giving good teams mulligans over and over for performances. Like did, Sean McVay didn't walk out of this thinking, hey, I'm, I'm confident in who we are. I mean, his comments after it, I thought were about as distressed as I've heard him during his entire run with the Rams that he needs to go into their buy and think deeply about right. what happened over not, the last two weeks. I'm not saying to give
3: the Rams a mulligan here. I, right. Like the Cowboys last week, that's a perfect example. That's a mulligan game. Uh, the Rams even maybe against the Titans, that loss, maybe mulligan. When you, when, you, when you stack two bad games, okay, something's up here. You have to get it diagnosed and fixed. And I just think they have the coaching and the players to get that done. It's
5: not a panic scenario, but – you're going to run into, if you're the Rams, a situation where you're going to play cold weather games down the stretch. Brutal games against teams that are built more toughly than you are along the lines. I don't love – I know the Rams offensive line has been solid and better than expected this year. But, Good. I mean, I don't think that this is a team so that's built soft? to go – I don't think it what was is, on the line. The soft the soft, the thing, the soft is not – like I, th- I don't think any think one of us are saying that, though. It's this? the lines.
4: Well, here here's what it is. Them getting bodied on all these contested and they were just smaller. And it was the I don't think the offensive line necessarily, although they they couldn't run the ball, um they didn't really have to try that much. Uh but I think they got pushed around defensively. I mean, that's that's what it was. They they got it was a game of keep away and their defense could not get off the field in that game and Stafford Is an inconsistent quarterback. There's this idea that he was going to become a different person outside of Detroit. And, of course, the Rams' offense is going to make him different, but he's just not a guy that week to week throughout his NFL career that you're like, that pass is going to be on the money. Okay. Like, in this game, it wasn't too much more for me with Stafford other than just, like, he missed a lot of throws.
3: A lot of drops, though, too. The, the absence drops. of Robert Woods was noticeable on the Manning cast. Peyton Manning brought it up multiple times. I totally agree. I mean, the the pick six that really turned the game was on a blatant drop by Tyler Higby. Van Jefferson dropped the ball that should have been a touchdown. The game was a little out of hand at that point. But uh, to my point, even Cooper Cup, who did most of his damage in garbage time, he had a drop. I mean, I just thought it well, like the, fir- a bad the game. first the inter yeah he had a bad game. The first interception where he just skies one. That's just a missed
4: throw, right? There were two or three of those early, and then you think of like the red zone sequence late when the game was over. I know, but he Stafford was scrambled on third down. He runs five yards past the line of scrimmage instead of running in, and I agree that was after the Jefferson drop. I get it, but then literally the next play, it's fourth and goal, and he threw it into the stands. I think, and that's like when you see that, you're just like, ah. What, but, is, what is that? I don't want that out of my veteran quarterback. Dak Prescott's not throwing that ball into the stands. Neither's Tom Brady. It was just like a right, little bit of. Right, but 10 a years of study.
5: tape with Matthew Stafford, shit, the Rams knew that that was going to creep up at some point. I would say this, though the drops are not characteristic of the Rams. That stuff will go away. You won't see those mistakes week to week to some degree. But Kyle Shanahan basically said. We wanted to run the ball 40 times, and we were going to find out real early if we could do it. The Rams let them in. The Rams were the first team this year that allowed the Niners to look like the Niners that we expected to see. They
4: that had 28 does matter. runs to, to 11 passes for Jimmy to start that game. And, and speaking of the Manning Cats, they kept noting how the Rams just couldn't cover the middle of the field the whole night and that no matter what happened, they would not change their defensive philosophy, which essentially is not gonna crowd the line of scrimmage. So they were just we're still begging them to run the ball even up twenty four to seven. You gotta be able to change perfect, during the perfect
3: game. Perfect timing for the Rams to have a bye here. Uh, get, see if they can That's get fair. things straightened out and we'll see how they look on the other side with yes yeah, so a schedule. Get OBJ
4: up. into the mix. I mean that that is a big factor. You lose Woods. We hadn't done a show since then and that is a leader on their team, a captain on their team. OBJ is not going to be heavily involved two days after being on the team. Anyone it is. taking much out of that is is going a little crazy. He played like 12 snaps. But you want to use the bye week to get him into a big role. On the
5: Well, I'm team. pressing the pause button on that one. I, we'll see what happens. But I, it's not as easy as people think, I promise you.
3: You did play Pop Warner. <laughs> Did. I'm
5: I am coming from the having, you know, been rooting for him for years to emerge. Like it's no, just, I, just
3: to sp- that point. You know, yeah, this is not like uh, Odell Hate Hour. I'm We're just, not going nuts saying on Odell. when Odell signed with the Rams. It was like, okay, that's a good spot for him to uh, have a role on that offense as long as they can keep him happy and involved. Now with Woods's injury, now he slides into a very vital role in that offense. And the Rams need him to be a big-time player. I think it's an interesting... And he's not Woods. We already know that. Like, they're not
5: the same player. They don't do the same thing.
3: All right. So there you go. Monday Night Football. There's the recap.
0: There you go. Let's take a break. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: We will now talk butts. We can talk butts and not get canceled because we're not objectifying the butts. They're just hot. Temperature-wise. I mean, I wouldn't say I, I dare you to cancel me. No. I'm not doing. Uh, this is not a challenge. That's not a good move. That's not a something you should be verbally. I'm just suggesting. saying, don't don't take this the wrong way. We're not talking about the physical bodies, and we're not. You know what I'm saying, everybody. I think it's important, Greg, to have that qualifier. Greg's I like, just, I'm, just I'm going to send to a, a tweet. To I'm just Shefter. listening to you. Okay,
4: send just a tweet. To to Greg's Shefter. like,
3: bury yourself, Hanses. No, bury I, yourself. I don't
4: believe in can I don't think canceling is a thing. But we don't need to. Go down oh, there. Oh,
3: okay. Well, that will be the next segment of the show. Uh, point, counterpoint on the cancel culture that doesn't exist or does. Bring back our old column, he said, he said. Cancel culture column. Love it. <laughs> Can't be doing that column now.
4: Get get old, uh, see if Rogers is free after his McAfee appearance today.
3: Let's, t- let's get to it. All right, so like I said, um, we, as we do every year, we... Um, we talked about all the coaches, 32 coaches in the league. Uh, unfortunately, and again, this isn't a celebration. They're just It's a fact of the matter that the NFL has incredible churn and turnover at the head coach position every year. Anywhere between, let's say, five and eight guys. That's like a quarter. It could be up to a quarter of the league lose their jobs on that Black Monday, as it's called. So it's coming. The axe is coming for a lot of coaches. So back on August 16th, um, I'm looking at the list now and I want to just make a couple points about the old list before we turn to the conversation where we are now. Um, The three coaches that we had as third-degree hot butt uh, was Nagy, Zach Taylor, and Greg, you had uh, pounded the table for Fig Fangio, which I thought was interesting. Uh, And for second-degree hot butt entering the season, uh, we all agreed uh, Cliff Kingsbury, um, I, me and Greg both thought Mike McCarthy was second-degree hot butt. Mike Zimmer, Dan and Greg thought uh, mm. it was a hot seat for him. And then, Greg, you thought Joe Judge was in more trouble than people realized.
5: Was I on this show? I, I feel like I – did I log any I comments think at
3: were, all? Maybe you were out of the fence a little bit. Here you go. Here's some Mark Sessler. First-degree, uh, which meant, you know – I think they're probably okay, but keep an eye on it. And This is maybe an interesting category for the purposes of this conversation in November. Pete Carroll, Fangio for Dan and Mark. Dan had Gruden, uh, which was not how I saw it playing out, but Gruden did lose his job. Uh, Joe Judge I had. uh, Zimmer, Mark, you had Zimmer at first degree. And, Mark, you also had Mike McCarthy, first degree hot butt. Now,
4: It's interesting those three coaches at the very bottom – Right now, Zach Taylor's feeling no pain. Mm-hmm. He's, he's win two more games the rest of the season. There's no way you're changing Zach Taylor. Vic Fangio, despite being 5-5, five and five, I would keep him right there because I just feel like it's playoffs or bust, and they're going to want to make – uh, a change and Nagy feels like he's in the same spot. Ultimately, like we don't really know, but I don't think he's done enough to feel any different.
3: So I kind of, I don't know if if you guys did anything like this, but I put together my, my kind of list uh, updated list. And, uh, and I do have six names that I think I labeled it as hot AF uh, and a lot of trouble. And then when you, when you, fa- again, five to eight guys. So it's, it's, it's a list of guys that are in a lot of trouble right now, but uh, just a cycle real quick and tell me when to stop. Ah, uh, this category is don't be stupid. This is not even up for debate, and this is all, all alphabetical order, uh, just so everybody knows. This isn't the order of their safety here. But Arians, Belichick, Harbaugh, McVeigh, Peyton, Reed, and Tomlin. Uh, not even a question. Not even not involved with this segment. Everybody good with that? Absolutely, uh,
4: no okay. issues. I'd probably add some names.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, th- all right. So the next category for me is safe AF. So they're very safe. This very is good. Not, unless yeah. something crazy happens between now and January. Again, alphabetical order. Mark. Okay. <laughs> Kingsbury, Lafleur, McCarthy, McDermott, Shanahan, Vrabel. You want to put a couple of those guys up there, and the don't even bring them up. Sure,
4: Lafleur. I mean, he's right now the greatest coach in NFL history, winning percentage wise. Uh, but McCarthy's that one that I keep saying. If they like lost an ugly playoff game, I could see them elevating Kellen Moore. I don't. We don't need to keep having that same conversation. But I I know, that, you do love that. I, I really do think. That it's okay. possible. If something weird happened and teams are trying to hire Kellen Moore, which feels like a very plausible scenario. So
3: I, I think what the next category, which I have labeled as they good, yeah. is where you see McCarthy. And it should yeah. be noted, we just talked about about the desert odds. McCarthy is second right now odds for coach of the year. So he's, I think he's in good shape, but you never know. Dallas could be a volatile place. Uh, they good, Mark. Alphabetical. All
5: right, good. From A to Z.
3: Frank Reich, Matt Rule, Ron Rivera, Robert Sala, Nick Siriani, Arthur Smith, Brandon Staley, Kevin Stefanski. A lot of coaches with last names beginning uh, with S's there. Thank you for noticing that. This is fascinating to me. I just named one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight coaches, all of them with a last name that started with an R or an S. That's weird.
5: Yeah, all in the same category, in the same category. That's, that is an oddity that that's would not occurred,
3: I think, That would
5: segment. be Mark's category.
3: Reich, right. Rule, Rivera, Rosenthal, Sala, Sirianni, Smith, Staley, Stefanski, Sessler. Well, R- you put that out Mark's of order. Mark Stefanski, that has but a you, nice ring to it, doesn't it? You
5: put my name actually out of order alph- alphabetically. I'm sorry. You put me last, which suggests something else. Rivera's, <laughs> Rivera probably should be
4: there, you're right. But he is the one of that group that stands out to me as you're
3: the one like, who talked me out of that. I was saying that like a week ago. Really? Like,
4: nah, screw you, Hanses. Just because it's that organization, but you're probably right.
5: Oh, I think Rivera is a safe. I think he's extremely I think, safe. I
4: think he is. I changed my mind again. It's just that team. I don't believe
3: in. Do you, Mark? Do you have an issue with me having Stefanski and they good as opposed to safe AF? Two weeks ago, I would have right, had it's right a very now. large... Oh, it's,
4: I think he's safe, yeah.
3: He's done too much,
5: and he's brought too much calm to the organization, and I think he's flat out a good coach. So, I mean, unless something insane occurred, um, I, I think he should be safer, maybe. Okay. There, the, the
4: Browns, who, Jimmy Haslin, who has now a... A fear and anxiety about being labeled an owner who cycles through coaches. is not firing the 2020 coach of the year, one
3: year later. But there's, it also just
4: would be not— Unless they went 5-12 and 12 and Stefanski, you know, well, like here's out the, at bars you know, or something.
3: You know, the, right. truth, the, the truth here is the only reason I had him at a safe as AF is because the nature— and this, this is recency bias—the fact that there's grumbling and there's some discontent, and you had the Odell uh, soap opera— is it possible there could be the the locker room gets out of hand? But I I kind of overrule myself there. And if, Greg, you think he should be safe AF, why don't we pop him up there? It does kind of – I like that there there was all these S's and R's here.
5: It, it interrupts that part yeah. of the, the
3: process, but I think people will forget about that aspect. So? Okay, good. So we'll move Stefanski up to safe AF. He has earned it. He's a very good coach. He is the reigning coach of the year. Um, all right, now, Ricky, now we turn up the gas burners. All right. So last category was, they good. They good. This one is, they good? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Question mark is essential there. Yeah. All right. And um, I mentioned it in the they good category. We had six first-year coaches here. Uh, Salah, Sirianni, Smith, and Staley. And then Campbell and Urban Meyer. I have Campbell and Urban Meyer in the they good category. Uh, Pete Carroll I have in they good. Zach Taylor and Mike Zimmer. Mm. I I would put. Po- I I think Mike Zimmer, um,
5: is uh, maybe I'm just projecting my own feelings about the Mike Zimmer era. Uh, I think he'd be in the next hotter category for me based on the Vikings. Just let's say they melt away as I think they want to do. Um, Mike, the Mike Zimmer experience feels like it's run a little long at this point. Right. You have days like that Chargers game, and
4: you. You know the football tape heads will come away from being like Mike Zimmer's still one of the best defensive play callers in the league. Like he has games where he just gives you a huge advantage, but if they go seven and ten, in whatever that ending would entail, I think he's gone. So I I would make him I I would make him higher just because like they just can't keep cycling back. This group, Spielman and Zimmer have been together forever. Spielman's been there for. 15-plus years. I think he probably sticks around, but I think they would make a change if they don't make the playoffs.
3: All right. And um, I have the last category, the names. I had Basaccia in there, but I think that's a little unfair, and also it's it's weird because he's an interim coach. So I'm going to pull Basaccia out with the caveat that I think it would be very hard for him to be the head coach next year. Basaccia bumped. Yeah, I think think that's what's happening. So this is the final category. Group them all together because I think they're all in trouble here. Hot AF. A lot of discomfort, as you can hear.
4: This was a grueling session for this guy.
3: He was, recording, he was there
4: for hours.
3: Uh, David Cully. So the one first-year guy that I, I've been pounding the drum on this one for a while, I just think he was put in an impossible situation, in a temporary hold situation, just to get through a really bad year. A year that the organization is going to try to do everything in their power to kind of strike from the record. Uh, and it's not David Cully's fault. He's a veteran guy that got this gig, but... Man, I could just see the Texans doing a hard pivot to a whole new era and wanting to disassociate entirely with 2020 quarterback, coach, players, uh, the whole thing. So I, I have him on the hot AF list. Also, Fangio, I just think fixing in a lot of trouble. He wouldn't be here if we did this one week ago. And uh, that Cowboys win, I was I was bullish about the Broncos. I know a lot of people were. And then they went back right back to being an underachieving team. Uh, and Teddy, by the way, apologized. He did, and I don't think he was forced to. Like the media got on him, and Twitter got got crazy. The way he put it, Greg, he watched the tape, and it was a hard watch with his teammates on Monday, and he addressed it, which was good. And that's because he's a good guy. So I'm not piling on here.
4: No, it was good. It's been a tough couple of days in the <laughs> Teddy discourse, um, but I'm glad, and I'm not. I'm not surprised as as a leader. He 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 seemed to realize watching it, it was worse. Than he imagined. Well,
5: also, I mean, I can imagine that there was because it was a, such a story that in that room where you've got all your team around you and your coaches, and they probably well, slowed also, it down, yeah, watching a little Mangio slow motion different brought angles. That play up, you know,
4: for the entire team to watch together, which is it is funny because like if you watch, <laughs> Vic, turn it up, right, the heat. You watch Tom Brady after box. his interceptions in Washington or this year, he literally doesn't move a muscle, and 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 I think that's smart if you're Tom Brady.
0: Right. But,
3: well, if you're Tom Brady. Yeah, I guess the greatest the, quarterback in the history it's, it's, of this. It play.
4: just looked, optics-wise, it was It's a more disaster. that the player ran right by him and he ran right next to him and then <laughs> veered off. He should have just, like, kind of got.
3: He, up. You know, he the only mistake, well, besides the on-field mistake, and I didn't want to hear, I didn't like people, like, firing back. He almost lost a leg. It's like, I get that. And that everyone part, respects the hell out of Teddy for what he was able to do to get back on the field. Uh, but it was obviously, it, it put the team at a disadvantage by, that was the game-changing play. Anyway.
4: Baker Mayfield's season changed uh, by doing one of these plays against the Texans. So there is a conversation
5: about right.
4: how uh, much do you want your quarterbacks to be
5: tackling yeah. on Jerry him. Jones saying he doesn't want Dak Prescott barreling into people as a runner either. I mean, it's just like you lose those guys,
4: everything goes south. I, I disagree on Cully because he got a five-year contract. And I the only way I see that happening is if ownership blows up Casario, the GM. They, you know, paid so much and did all this to bring from New England? Like, unless he's gone. If Casario is there, Cully's there. What, I, what did they expect out of this year? I
5: see where Dan is coming from. I see him as a total kind of uh, Patsy Lee Harvey Oswald type figure who could be swept out of there. But you, you then have to turn around and find someone to come handle the head coaching duties of this messy organization. And I'm not sure you're, He's right. willing to do it. He may be year. the only human
4: that's willing to do it right now. I think, one, I think it's one more year. And I would put Pete Carroll into this category, hot AF. Really? I would. I do have uh, just right the, now they got the Cardinals coming in you got your quarterback and him I don't know like one way or another I you, think. Well you have been
5: on this Carroll thing for, and I I I I can get where you're coming from Greg but you have to also look at the overall Pete Carroll experience in Seattle what he's done I mean this is like he's been he's been as successful as you could ask and his defense is playing better right
4: now but if they go 6 and 11 and Russ wants out you, you got to get someone better It's going to be one or Who's the that? other
3: All right. Let's move then to the rest of the hot AF category. Vic Fangio. We on board with that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's really the new GM, George Payton, too, who I think wants a new coach. Uh, Brian Flores. Now, maybe you can put him in the they good category, but I just think Flores is in a lot of trouble in what's been one of the more disappointing seasons for Miami football in a while. Um Joe Judge, I have him on a very hot seat, and I think he kind of is caught up organizationally with the GM's probably going to get swept out, Gettleman, and the new GM's going to probably want his own guy, so I think Judge is in trouble there. And then I keep Matt Nagy where he was in August, which Mm. is on the hottest of the hot seats.
4: It's interesting how few clear cases there are here. To me, Nagy is... Even he's not clear because ownership there is so strange. There's so many Bears fans that are worried. Justin Fields playing well down the stretch, even if they go six eleven, will mean they keep Nagy because of ownership. I don't know. Like the it should go without saying, the last eight or nine games matter so much. Like if you finish four and four, owners have a tendency to look the other way. Fangio seems to me the clearest. If he doesn't make the playoffs, he's out. Nagy. I'm with you, and then the rest it just seems a little gray,
3: a little grayer than but in, usual. But in our league, these owners and the teams, they'll make change for the sake of change, right? There's a reason it's always all two or three of these eight. coaches
4: will go; it will go horribly for in the next eight games. Right. Like there's the flip side of that, and though, no, and if that happens to any of these guys, I'm with you. They're. I,
5: I mean, the Bears ownership has been. Very patient with Matt Nagy, very patient with GM Ryan Pace, and I wonder if that's their mo in general—is too much patience. Where another team, Matt Nagy would have been out two years ago. I what? mean, you got Virginia McCaskey; she's 98
4: years old, she's still Goes going to every game, she's a mover every and shaker road is what game. She, is. she just might like
5: Mark. You.
3: She expressed. might like
4: Matt Nagy and be like, "I like these boys."
3: Yeah, that's I
5: like true. These young guys. She, that's ageism, Greg, but I'll I'll let it slide. Well, he, he is
4: fifty years younger
3: than than her.
5: I'm not saying the boys thing. that you're suggesting just because she's 92 that she's not
3: thinking critically ex- about like you know her hires. Uh, you have expressed doubt, Mark, about a change happening. Do you want to put a sandwich online, Black Monday? Nagy's one of the guys that goes. Maybe not that week exact uh, day exactly, but he will be out of a job.
5: I will do it. Why not?
3: Because you're going to have to buy me a sandwich hypothetically.
5: That's fine. I'll okay. buy you one. Ron. I, I also think that and I've been on cooked. I do think he should go. I'm not arguing that he shouldn't. Right. I just don't trust mm-hmm. the Bears to do the right thing.
4: Just I consider it will. Fifteen years from now, roughly, for you, uh Dan, mm-hmm. you will be as old, old. You will be oh. as old as um the Bears owner was when Matt Nagy was born. That's all I'm saying. It's a big age difference. He, she, she's going to see him as a young man. Mathematically, you
3: are, you are dead on. He's grid. a whippersnapper, this Matthew Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> Give him an extension. All right. <clears throat> a, a better record than
4: Kyle Shanahan, they tell me. <laughs> oh,
3: ouch. All right, let's, let's move lot. forward. All right, so there you go. That is the, uh, you know, hot butt check-in. And that was not any commentary on their actual anatomy so, yeah, you don't got me on that. I thought Mark made some comments that felt more physically based earlier. What? In the show. I did not at all. But I think you might have been talking about your own butt. So I think you're in the clear.
5: I, yeah, I'm allowed to say anything I want about my own physical.
3: Right, well... That's out of context, I would imagine. But also you're saying, I like a nice butt smack every once in a while, so you're asking someone to do it to you. Now we're getting back into the realm of the gray. a
5: nice butt smack once in a while. Out
3: of context,
5: because I believe I was talking about a team getting their butt smacked by another team. I believe
3: that's what that was. What judge? All right, there you go. Let's take a break, and then we'll hit the TNF preview.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: But I know you're going to like it in my city. Take it, Connie. I don't
1: know where we are. The lyrics, (laughs) Yeah. Everybody, welcome to my city. This is the second time I've heard this song.
3: No, 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 no worries here. I know you're going to like it in my city. Oh, yeah. Take it away. Thursday Night Football preview, and joining us, her tradition, the great Count. Come on, you know that that Will I Am production slathered all over Priyanka. We gotta lose that. She seems naive to what happens
5: um, in certain places in most any city, but I I'm I like her optimism over around the whole thing.
1: I'm gonna throw something out there, yes. and it might not be that popular. Okay. but I think that the official song of Thursday Night Football should be Young Jeezy put on.
5: Boo. Boo. How dare I'll you, go this the woman? House.
1: Come on! So that would be good well, you
5: have a lot of say, so that that, that would, could happen. Well, It's That's, your choice. Yeah,
4: Howard? it's sort
2: of your
5: show.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you got you got Robert Hunt on your uh, show. That was yes. you, right? That was you.
1: Oh, I kept texting the producers, and does then have some juice. I took my message to Twitter, and then all of a <laughs> oh, sudden, oh uh, smart, Robert uh, Hunt. Yeah. So,
3: and Robert Hunt, of course, is the folk hero, the offensive lineman for the Dolphins. Uh, that was that's a good get. And we were hoping leading into the game that Justin Tucker would win the game, yeah. and you'd be able to get a kicker up there. But to get a guard who had a an amazing non touchdown—that's what we're looking he for.
1: He was upside down at one point. We gave him the slash guitar post game, and apparently he was playing the guitar in the locker room, which that, is great. That's yeah. Nice.
3: All right. It's so- a wonderful story. Truly. That was then. This is now coming up on Thursday. The New England Patriots travel to uh, the Mercedes-Benz dome. Bingo? Uh, to face the Falcons. And I'd love to say, and this is Connie's part of her job, is to give it some juice. I'd love to say this feels like a, a great game. And Thursday night, weird as hell. Well, I'll preface it that way. Anything could happen. Look at the Ravens and Dolphins last week, for example. But the Falcons just got... Uh, humiliated by the cowboys they won't have cordell cordell corderell patterson uh who has an injury most likely uh he's out Sell it, honey, why how is the how do the falcons stop the patriots from going off
1: you know i always have a hard time with whether or not it's cordell or corderell i thought uh, it I was cordell i said corderell, corderell
3: but but it's now, up for interpretation that's
1: going to be a big storyline heading into this game Yes. Because he's been so good for them. And I just feel like coming off of last Why week... Why
3: are we so close together? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm on my spot.
3: I know. a little oh. overly Yay. intimate here.
5: <laughs> Kids oh, elbows at the little <laughs> a- no, finger point, yeah. Well, you were singing together. Now you're not. We were. So, we were, oh, right. we were Separate, sharing please. lyrics. Right. Go ahead.
1: Um, okay, so... Maybe after what happened last week with the Falcons, they kind of can come to a little bit. It's just, is it's such a bummer. With it did beat the
4: Saints two games ago. That's true.
1: Right. I just, I want more for Matt Ryan. I feel like he doesn't deserve all of this. He doesn't have time to throw. He doesn't have his skill position players out there. He doesn't have a defense. Uh, There are a lot of things that have gone against Matt Ryan, and maybe this will be the first time that they can win at home this season because they haven't done it yet for their fans, but it's Thursday night football, and I feel like the weirdest stuff happens. It always goes sideways. Look at last week, the whole pregame show, the whole week I spent talking about the Ravens, and they were coming off of that effort the week before where they looked so good and Lamar Jackson was back in the MVP conversation and then the Dolphins defense just lit them up right so uh, who knows I think that this could be the get right game for the Falcons Whoa, get this right selling this and isn't
3: even lockable uh, in our game this is a seven no. point spread
1: oh uh, really Greg.
4: it moved it started at six
1: I don't I actually believe that the Patriots are going to win
4: because I, uh, <laughs> I probably I would be happy to end my long long losing streak try to at least it's hard to make a case for them I really think Cordell Patterson is the Jenga piece for them because he got hurt. It's supposedly a high ankle sprain. The Falcons are saying that it'll come down to game time, but our guy Ian Rapport does not think he's playing. Not only was he hurt, but Hayden Hurst, who's a good tight end, a great number two tight end, Very good. got hurt in that game too, is also out. So now it's just Kyle Pitts. Calvin Ridley You know, is still on the reserve list. Give not- some
1: respect to Russell Gage.
4: Russell Gage is fine, but you're going to be double teaming uh, Kyle Pitts all game. You're gonna probably oh. put J.C. Jackson on Gage, and that's it's a lot to ask. Like Matt Ryan is either a top oh, five yeah. quarterback when he's protected, or he's like a total disaster. <laughs> you he's agree, Mark? All
5: the, all I mean, time. I guess at this point it's like I, you know, just CG CGI me into the show. Well, you weren't like, saying
0: please. anything, Mark. I wanted to get you in there. You Thank know?
3: you. She's that's a, out. that's a good producer.
5: She's doing her work. I mean, like Mark, let's, do you think Erica's is a good producer? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd keep my answer similar. Wouldn't be exactly the same. Go ahead. i like Mark. a nice butt smack once in a while. Uh, got it. We got that. All right. Well, <laughs> you want to drop the song on me while I'm saying whatever I'm about to say too? Be my guest. The floor is yours. Um, I would just say this Patriots team that we're not talking about, like there's no boundary. Like, they, there's no boundary lines for them at this you point. You
4: put them in the Super Bowl before last Hell yeah. Year. You also picked the Browns, so I'm not going to give you too much
5: credit. Oh, yeah. Well, you giving me credit is not what I'm concerned about. But they have they have gone from child uh, in this season to preteen to young man, and they are becoming uh, raging adults. And they, at this point, I'd say Bill Belichick is back, my b And they are, like, <laughs> I look at a team that simply, yes. it, like, it, what are their, the, you know they're going to be as, perfectly coached as possible. The Falcons have the worst pass rush in the league. They're decimated on offense. I guess you can throw the ball to Kyle Pitts 25 times and attempt that, but nothing on paper, and it happened last week, I hear you, uh, suggests that the that the Patriots go in and have a kind of game where they don't take the Falcons seriously and crumble. I just they're, The way they've been running the ball too. I mean, you can gash Atlanta right up the middle all you want. I mean, there were moments in that Dallas game where they're cutting to Mike McCarthy and he's trying to hold back giggles on the sideline after what Dallas was able to do with every aspect of their offense. It's a terrible spot for Atlanta to be on national television.
1: Yeah. Red ass week. It ended very, very differently than the Falcons (laughs) wanted for sure. Yes, it did. What Mike McCarthy was talking about and what he wanted. That was the result that he was aiming for all week. But Mac Jones, he's been doing so well. He's been playing awesome. And not to mention, as you said, the, the running game, 184 rushing yards for the Patriots last week. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Hello, my friend. How are you? Are you going to be our postgame guest?
4: Love uh, their backfield. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Damian Harris uh, is going to return. <laughs> what
1: just happened? I don't know. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, who would be a good guest? Uh, for them.
1: Probably Mac Jones. Mac Jones would gotta be a, have seems Mac. Seems fitting.
3: Would he be good though? Have you heard Mac Jones recently? Yeah. He's been fully programmed by Patriot <sighs> he Way.
4: kind of was already As long as yeah. we
3: protect the football and matriculate down the field we will be successful. Connie Fox can get something out of him. No, I know you. like we have that,
4: to. to. begin yeah. with. You know who's good is J.C. Jackson oh, yeah. who you could see picking off Matt Ryan uh, a couple times. <laughs> He's got a personality.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you like the J.C. Jackson choice mark. <laughs> I, it's
5: you know I'm thrilled by what what's happening. Uh, Ooh, Life's gonna life. get
4: harder for Mac <laughs> After this week, it's Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills. Four really good pass defenses. Yes. So that'll be a bigger test. This doesn't figure to be it. It's Dean Pease on the other side, longtime Patriots defensive coordinator, who is one of those game plan guys where it's either all good or all terrible. He'll probably try to throw a lot at Mac Jones, but they, they should have mismatches everywhere.
3: And if, if this game does get weird, because uh, Thursday night football's weird as hell, um... You know who's a really good good ass kicker? Young Waiku. So mm-hmm. if we want to continue to put a little focus on keep an eye on the kickers, um, he seems like a dude that might be you might maybe worth checking in on the old. He's in the Young club, Wei-Ku. right? He's on he's in the kicker. Very strong yeah. too. We
4: we were standing about five to ten feet from Young Waiku throughout the London game. Big big man, a lot of muscles, and very angry, uh, many times during the game. He threw a helmet into uh you know, one of those Oh, Greg, this is pro nets. football. Fiery. Is how this, I like this. It. How I mean, it works. He threw his helmet like 15 kicking yards. kicking
1: mat? Yeah.
3: Yeah, the kicking yeah. mat. That was it. Very <laughs> thick-bodied right, for a kicker. Now, Colleen. <laughs> yes. What else uh, do we need to talk about before we say goodbye?
1: Um, we need to talk about the fact that we haven't hung out in a how while, guys. Yes. I th- miss you.
3: should address that. It is, you know, the dynamic of um, our friendship group, during the season, it's just not going to happen a lot, a lot of social gatherings. But I did, and I'm going to open this up and let, uh, you know, you guys know, I do plan to host a uh, pre-party uh, get-together oh, uh, ahead sure. of the holiday bash. Uh, and you guys are invited I like to hansus
5: butt smack once in a while.
3: <laughs> You're invited to this Manor. Mark,
5: especially you. That's-
3: Thank you. I will be there. I promise you.
1: I cannot wait. I love a party. The Where is Summer the holiday of Connie party? has been on ice. That's so fine this but year. But I get to okay, come out for so one night kind of during on
4: the
5: season. Way. I like that. Very good. You've been on ice. I missed I missed what you just said. The You've- Summer
1: of Connie oh, is right. on ice, but I do get to come out like one night how, every season how is Gonzo? and that's the Christmas party. What? Uh-oh. Here we
0: go. Here goes Mark. How is he? he doing? He's Greg great.
1: He has a big announcement John Ronald Gonzalez, up born
0: March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, <laughs> resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Like, Greg th-
3: wishes he was married to John Gonzalez. That no. Watch out, Con. Yeah. Should, oh, yeah. Should I
0: be worried?
4: No.
3: Am I, I mean, going to find you just, at
1: the house when we I come were just home j and j brothers. Thursday Night Football?
3: It's a j and j
4: brotherhood that we share.
5: <laughs> it says something about Gonzo that that was recorded four or five years ago and no updates have been needed. Like, he's just staying... <laughs> oh, that's true. In and in I, I kind of think it speaks to his consistency. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get pulled into something where you're trying to create a controversy between me and Gonzo.
3: It speaks to his nature. And we don't want to have to re-record it either, so just keep things the way they are. Yeah, yeah there, so, nothing is changing anytime then. soon. Okay, good.
1: Yeah, no problem. All
3: right, so Colleen will... Shuffle off to Atlanta in her private jet yeah, and right. uh, make sure you check her out on NFL Network's coverage of Thursday Night Football. And uh, we will be back on Thursday with our uh, Week 11 preview. Can you believe it? Week 11 already wow. here.
4: How many more weeks of TNF do you have? It's already. I think our
1: last one is Christmas Day. Okay. So it's coming. Yeah.
3: You're traveling. On we Christmas.
1: have off next week for Thanksgiving nice. and then New Orleans. Minnesota, Miami. Chargers, Tennessee, and then Miami? we have like a couple. No, we already did Mi- that Miami. That was last week. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Maybe they'll go back to Miami. I don't know. So
5: Gonzo go is spending Christmas alone, uh, Greg. just to, That's an update. <laughs>
1: I'm going to wrap up Greg as a gift for John. Miami.
4: I remember when my family used to leave me on Christmas. Um, what, your,
5: your childhood family? No, feels, yeah, tell us you know, more about my that. My wife and oh.
4: children. Yeah, they would leave me here alone. We'd have to celebrate. We'd pretend Christmas was like a week before, yeah, so that they could get a couple weeks. So can't really pretend that though. But then the pandemic hit, and you're stuck here, (laughs) (laughs) bitches. Yeah.
3: All right, there we go. That is a uh, just a real nice snapshot into the whole group today. Uh, Mark, do you think we've covered everything? Oh, yeah. No, oh, good. All right. So then we can get going. Perfect. Um, this is Dan is signing off for The Tiny Box, The Quiet Storm, The Old Boss, Rick. Let's call it Rick.
1: Wow. Gutter <laughs> <Gotta> roll.
3: <laughs> All right. Until Thursday, you know what to do. Heed the call.